A summary of the Sikha. In this week's Pasha, we find the Mitzvah Birchus Kayanim, which says, This is how you should bless the Yidin, saying to them. So Rashi quotes the words from the Pasuk Omer Lahem, saying to them. And he says, As uh, the word Zachar Vishamar, which we'll soon explain what that means. And then he gives the French word for it. Amr lahem. Then he quotes again from the Pasig, a new Rashi, from the word Amr, uh, from the Pasig, he says, Amr lahem, that all of them, everybody has to be able to hear the bracha. <coughs> then he says a third, begins a third Rashi, and he only quotes the word Amr. And he says the word Amr is written mole with a vav, when it could have been written without a vav. From this we learn that you shouldn't bless them in a rush or in a confusion, but with kavana, with focus, and with a whole heart. So first of all, the order of these Rashis seem to be strange, because in the first two Rashis, he quotes the word Amar Lahem, which means he's explaining the word Amar and Lahem. In the third one, he only quotes the word Amar, because he's obviously explaining only the word Amar. So it would have, it should it would seem that it should be written the opposite. First, explain the word Amar alone, and then explain two different explanations for the word Amar Lahem. But Rashi reverses it, and first he explains Amar Lahem twice, and then he explains the word Amar alone. So, obviously, from that order, it means that it has to be written only in this order, and that it can only be understood in this order. So we have to understand that. Now let's take each individual Rashi. The first one is, so the commentary has explained that what this means is the word Amr, the way it's written here, is not written as a command. The word for say to them would be Emer Lahem. Here it's written Amr Lahem. The word Amr is just the act of speaking. So what, why is it written in the Baloshin Mokr, the word in the Hebrew for the Diktuk, how to describe that kind of a word, is Mokr. Why is it written in that kind of expression when it should have been written as a command? It could also be said as be saying to them. So they say that it's just like Sarash so explains it's Zachar Vishamar. We find out by the mitzvah of Shabbos of Zachar Vishamar that the reason that it's written in that way, be remembering, be safeguarding Shabbos, is because it's a mitzvah which is constant. It's not just, just something that. Um, at some point you should remember Shabbos but it's constant you should always be remembering Shabbos you should always be preparing for Shabbos it's something uh, forefront in your mind and the same with Shomer so also that somehow that pertains to in other words it's possible to write the word as a command even though, even though it's written in the present be remembering but then he's only explaining the word Amr so why does he quote also from the Pasuk the word Lahem? So we have to understand about that. Also we need to know why does Rashi bring two examples, Zachar Vishamar? Why isn't it enough with one? Kamay Zachar or Kamay Shamar. Then the second Rashi, where he says Omar that everybody ha- <coughs> Lahem that everybody has to be able to hear. So that you shouldn't think that the Birchis can be done uh, be done by the Kayan under his breath. Why does anybody have to hear? He gives a bracha from his heart, and his heart he gives a bracha. Or even if he whispers it, so the Torah says, no, they have to be able to hear. Omer lahem, 
It has to be done in a way that they get the message, they hear it. But if that's the case, so then he's only explaining the word lahem, not Omer. Why does he quote the word Omer? And even if you want to say that, which is probably correct, that the Omer, the speaking, has to be done in a way that it should reach them, which is logical that that's what it means. But since this mitzvah is directed at the Kayanim, so then the, the, the Torah is speaking to the Kayanim, not to the Yidin that they have to be able to hear. It's being spoken to the Kayanim. So Rashi could have used, or should have used, the language that is written in the Gemara, which is, say it out loud. But he says, Sheyu, Kolum, Shemim, all of them should hear. What is the meaning of that? Also, why does he say, Sheyu, Kulam, all of them? Who is all of them? Why doesn't it say, Sheyu, Kolakol, that the whole gathered community should be hearing it? There's, it's a very strange way to express it. Kulam, all of them. Who are these all of them? Moving on to the third Rashi. So he says that Amr Mole, it's written with a vav, to teach us that you shouldn't bless them quickly and in confusion, but the Kavanah Shalom. So first of all, <laughs> it's already been mentioned in the, the rules of Rashi, that Rashi doesn't have to fo- uh, tell us, explain to us, and he doesn't, why something is a Mole and something is a Chaser. Sometimes it's written with a vav, without a vav. If it doesn't pertain to Pshudosh Mikra, if it doesn't answer some immediate question, Rashi doesn't address it. In most cases, he never tells you why it's written with a vav or without a vav or with a yud, without a yud. So why here does he? Also, why would you think that the Kainan would be giving them a, a rushed bracha or a confused and disorganized bracha? Why would we have to say that? Why would we have to tell them that they shouldn't do that? So to explain the whole matter. <clears throat> The reason Rashi has a problem and knows that the word Omer is to be compared to Zohar Shamer is because of the word Lohem. What does that mean? Because it says Omer Lohem, which explains why he writes, he quotes both words from the Pasuk. Because only because of Lohem does it become a question, an issue with the word Omer. If it would have said in the Pasuk, and it wouldn't have said Lohem, we would have interpreted it this way. This is how you should, if when a Kayan wants to give a bracha to a Yid, these are the words you should, speak, you should say. Amr, say the following words. But not that there is a mitzvah that a Kayan has to give a bracha to a Yid. That's what the meaning would be. But now that it says, Lahem, say to them. It's not just say, these are the words that you should use. Say to them means that there is a command that you should be saying to them. It makes it into a mitzvah. That you, it's not an option. It's not an optional thing if you want to give a bracha. You should give a bracha. Then the question becomes, then why does it say Amr? Amr is not a command. Amr is a mocker. Amr is just describing a situation of speaking. Why does it uh, written Amr? Therefore, Rashi says, we find already in, uh, otherwise that the words Zachar, Bashamr are also a command you shall remember the Shabbos, you shall safeguard the Shabbos. And it does, it's written also by Lashem Makar. So we see that it, there could be a usage of a Lashem Makar in order to bring out a command as well. And the reason is because it's meant to be constant. Amr means be saying. Zachar means be remembering. In other words, at every moment of the day, you sh- now you should be remembering. Now you should be keeping Shabbos. It's meant to uh, express an idea that this is something that pertains always. Which explains why Rashi uses, uh, brings proof from both words. Because if he only used the word Zohar as a proof, one could easily say 
in the case of Zohar, which is meant to be constant, that a person should always be remembering Shabbos, you would say, yeah, it makes sense to say it because it's constant. But Omer, you're not meant to give brachas. Birchus Kenner doesn't take place every day, or even if in those places that it does take place every day. It's not every moment of the day, once in the morning, and that's it. So how do you bring a proof from the word Zohar that it's not, that it's... Uh, that it's that you could use a Lashem Mokr also in the case of Amr. That's why he says, but from the word Shomer you see, the Shomer only pertains to Shabbos alone. Only on Shabbos do you have to keep Shabbos. The rest of the week you don't have to. So we see that even though it's not constant for every day, but it's constant for every period, every week, and so on, therefore that's enough of a constance to use a Lashem Mokr. And therefore for Amr you can do the same thing Whenever the Kayanim are meant to be benching, it is an ongoing mitzvah that they have to be doing. On the other hand, if you used only the word Shamar, we would have said Shamar is, is not a positive thing, it's not a proactive thing, it's something that you shouldn't do. You're not allowed to do malacha. Not allowed to do malacha is true for every single moment of Shabbos. There isn't a moment in Shabbos that, you should, that you're permitted to do malacha, that you shouldn't not be doing malacha. And one could extend that even to the whole week. You could be shomer, you're not doing malacha on Shabbos any time in your life. Throughout the whole week, throughout your whole life. You're never doing malacha on Shabbos. On Tuesday it's because it's Tuesday. On Shabbos it's because it's Shabbos. But still, it's something that pertains always. Whereas Zohar, remembering Shabbos is more, you know, is not as constant as shomer. And therefore you might have said... That Shomer, that, so you see now that sh- you might have said that from Shomer it's not a raya for Omer because that is literally constant, where Omer is not, the Baruch is not constant, therefore it brings also the raya from Zohar. But according to this, we get the following question What's the point of saying Omer Lahem, say it to them, which means that it's a constant thing? It doesn't explain what the constance is. When is it constant? It doesn't explain any of that. So why does it have to say Amr Lahem? It should have said, just said, This is how you should bench the Yidin. What's the point of saying it's constant if it's not explained what it means anyway? Also, the word Amr Lahem, which is said as a plural to all the people, goes it doesn't fit with the words of the bracha of Berchus which are all said in the individual. It's written to one-on-one, you as an individual. It's always about the individual. And here it suddenly says, Why is it written that way? So Rashi gives the second answer. He says that the bracha of Berchus is meant to be an individual bracha to each and every yid. But at the same time, it has to be shiyu kulam shaymim. It has to be heard by everybody. In other words, every yid has to know it's written, to, it's said to you as an individual. But lahem, it, it's inclusive of everybody together at the same time as well. Everyone is included in this individual bracha. But if that's why, when a kayan has all this going on in his mind, he has to be able to focus on each individual and this one, and that one, and each individual, and he has to also be able to be inclusive to everyone, and have everybody in mind together, so how do you do all that? That could lead to confusion, or to rushing through it, 
I need to have everybody in mind. Each person, I have to think of Yankel and Reuben and Shimon and Levi. I have to get through this quickly. Or Baholim, which means I have to bring everybody together as one. So this leads to confusion. How do you do this in, a, in an organized way? How do you put your heart into it? How do you put your focus on it? So the Torah says, I understand that you have that problem. That's why the Torah says, no, you have to do it in an organized way. So, you know, get your mind straight. Figure out what, how to, what you need to do and do it not in a quick way, not in a rushed way, not in a confused way, but the Kavono Belev Shalom. So that explains how these three Rashis follow each other. One Rashi leads to the question in the next one, which leads to the question in the next one, and that's why it's this order specifically. From the Yenishal Torah to understand it from the Hasidic perspective. The Rashi's use of the Zohar B'Shamer is also conveys another message as well. The brachas of Birchus Kainam are made up of a positive and a negative. Rashi says, Yevarechacha means that your holdings shall be blessed by Hashem. But then it, what's the Yishmerecha? So Rashi goes on to explain at length that if a person gives a gift to someone then he has, and he has no way of keeping it safe by you, once it gets to you it could be stolen. So what was the point of him giving you a gift to begin with? But Hashem, He is able to keep it safe. When He gives you a gift, He keeps it safe for you. In other words, Rashi is saying that Yivarecha Hashem Yishmerecha is really one bracha. It has a positive component, giving you the gift. It has a negative component to make sure that it does, you don't lose it, that it gets kept safe. The same with Yisa Hashem Panavilecha Yasem Chashalim. When can you have true peace? When Yisa Hashem, when Hashem shows favor to you, meaning He doesn't get angry at you, there are reasons why He might, but He doesn't get angry at you, then you can have peace. In other words, it's also made up of peace only when, it's, when there is no anger. Each bracha is made up of a negative and a positive. And that's what He brings from, from Zohar V'Shamer. Zohar V'Shamer are part of keeping Shabbos. They're two sides of the same coin of keeping Shabbos. In fact, they're so closely related that Zohar V'Shamer B'Dibarecha they were said by Hashem in the same word. That's how closely related, that's how integrated they are with each other. What are they made up of? Zohar means the positive aspect of keeping Shabbos. Shomer is that don't do something which would violate Shabbos. And together they make up the observance of Shabbos. And Rashi continues, when can you expect such a full-fledged bracha? When there is kulam shaymin, which means that everybody has everybody else in mind. When does Hashem give His full bracha? When we are all one and united. And this leads to the uh, true unity, which will come when Mashiach comes, when that unity not only between the Yidin, but also unity between the Yidin and the whole world, and everybody will serve Hashem. And then there will be, Mala Hashem Kamayim Layom Mechasim.